Hey, and welcome to the Rugby Report Card for another week. It's a little bit of a, a different one this week. The second half of the report card, the second half of the podcast, we've got some boys from the... Second Row Podcast. ...over in Ireland um, to discuss the Ireland series. So we'll pop in that audio and, and you can hear a conversation from there. But welcome to our to our usual Rugby Report Card podcast. Um, I'm Blake, with me is... I'm, I'm pointing. Oh, sorry. I was waiting for Jim. Nah, no. Where is Jim? Oh, Jim. Where is... I think he said he was... Uh, where was he? At work. 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 I've never seen him work. And no. I live with him for four years. Oh, really? So it's thrown me. M- maybe maybe it's that rash again. It could be the rash. Maybe it could the be the rash. rash. I don't it could know. be the rash. We'll see. Yeah. Um, maybe next... Maybe he'll be here next week. Maybe right? he saw how Kitchoff played. Yeah, he's not the best prop in the world. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I've got his tips for this week, so oh, we'll make really? sure we put his tips in. Awesome. Yeah, which is good. Um, yeah, good run of rugby, though. I think this is the big thing. You know what? Before, and I will say some negative things, because that's just that's just, just what I do. Just just palms, what I do. Uh, but we have to look at the positives. This has got to be one of the most successful rounds of Super Rugby in quite I'll, a while. I'll go further than that. Fuck success. Just quality, fun, viewing entertainment. Everything probably the best round of rugby of this year easily, but for as long as I can remember, like I have literally now, nothing but good things to say was, here was except that, maybe the Rummies. Was that um, is that because there's no South African teams playing this week? Like, well, no, because is, is that is that is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, maybe the conference should just be Australia and New Zealand. Oh, that's opened up a can of worms. Oh shit! Oh, there you go. <laughs> Um, no, really great round of rugby, actually. There's a lot of positives to take from it. Just um, good fucking rugby, man. And what was really good is should definitely put an end to the idea that the Reds need Quaid at 10 to be able to play fast, expensive rugby, no? Uh, I didn't think Stuart played that well. No, no but they still scored 41 points. points. They did. They did play 41. They did score 41 points. Mm. They did play some expensive rugby. Sure. Sure. I'll roll on that a little bit. I think more I'm happy Stuart was picked. And I, even though Lance didn't play, Stuart was picked there first mm. anyway. Should we should we go from the top like we normally yeah, do? Yeah, sure. Um, what I loved about this weekend was upsets mm. and and upsets galore. Um, Highlanders, like this is pretty crazy. If you look how they performed the last few weeks, they were a bit shit. They were underperforming undeniably. The the Canes were storming home, mm. like it, and then Highlanders just put them away. Yeah, what well, what is it like? They, they are a bit of an enigma right now, aren't they? One week they're just average, and then suddenly uh, when they get home, it seems, and I know home advantage in Super Rugby this year has been a massive thing, um, but they just seem to turn it on, the Highlanders. So I've been super impressed with them. Um, Squire seems to be coming into a bit of form. Do you think he's the uh, the run on six for the uh, for the Kiwis? I don't know. That six and eight I think is really interesting for the Kiwi side because mm. Reed's out. Mm-hmm. Um I think is Kane out? I'm not sure. It's seven anyway. I know he didn't he play this played, weekend. He hasn't played for a while, I don't think. Um, and then is is Messon playing well enough? No, Messon's not going to get back in that squad. No yeah. way. No way. Um, I think he probably is the starting six for the for the uh, uh, for the All Blacks or the Kiwis. Um, but another one who I thought actually played really well was Franklin. I think that's the best position, that's best game. He's actually played for the Highlanders for a while um, in the row, not only with his link work, but also his, um, his, just his overall commitment at, at breakdowns. Uh, but his hands were really good at times as well. And his line-out work's always successful. So for me, Franklin did um, uh, um, had a really good game. And, and the forwards worked really well. But let's be honest, a lot of the backs um, have to play well. You know, like What did you think of Nahalo's performance? Uh, yeah, dy- dynamic, outrageous. How fucking hard does he look to tackle? 
Like oh, of, of all go. the people you could want to tackle, he's the lowest on my list. But it looks like a brick wall. Mm. Um, I thought he was sensational with a bit of pressure on his jersey, mm. um, depending on the combination you go in the back three. Because I think you know you probably pick your full backy and then your second kicking option winger, and then you're out and out attacking winger. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to fit in that. I think he, he probably earned his jersey there. He had a ridiculous game. I actually think that's what happened here. The stars stood up. Mm. Aaron Smith's sen fucking sensational. How good is he? It's very rare if he plays 70 minutes, a team loses. Now, there is some people out there who think that, that maybe there is an Irish scrum half who is the best scrum half in the world. Morons. Just who would think that, eh? No, outrageous. Who would think that? Outrageous. Uh, Aaron Smith's the, not only the best half in the world, yeah. one of the best players. In that conversation, for he's a fucking freak. And Ben Smith had his best game all year, which is saying something, because that bloke fucking shows up with his haircut, his taxes done. What did you think when he was uh, went under that high ball? I thought he was dead. Yeah, like, completely. And I he just, was dead. He just gets up. Yeah, it surely should have gone off for... A, definitely a should have gone off for HIA, definitely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, steps up and, and plays well. Um, are there question marks? Are we being too nice to the Canes, though, at the moment? That's a couple of weeks in a row where they haven't performed maybe to the level that what we are expecting of them. Um, here, here. I think it's they're, they're not getting it done up front mm. and it's leaving a lot to be desired. And then I think um, their back three, or all of their backs... When they don't play Geordie at fullback, I reckon they, they're, they're vulnerable to a good kicking game. Mm. And that's what Aaron Smith and Sopawanga bought. And, and they can struggle a little bit with that, I thought. Mm. Um, no, they're not, they're not playing that well. Uh, but it's it's out the front that they're getting done. Yeah, I'm guys like Lousy just aren't up to it. Well, even Fatih Alofa in at times, like he does some really good things. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I just want from a player who's playing in a, in a Hurricanes team every week. Uh, I just want more really from that entire. Front. Oh, I get the impression Lousy and Fatih Alofa are almost sixes playing in the mm. row. Yeah, they don't do the tight stuff well enough. Completely. So they're, they're playing a bit and, loose and, and leaving a bit to be desired. And Tumanga Allen, is he seriously your best in the whole of the Wellington region? Is he ser- uh, seriously your best uh, tie head prop? And and even Toby Smith, who we loved in Australia, because oh, we're not loved very, we, we didn't have that much talent. He was like the best player at the Rebels. <laughs> um, but over there, I mean, Ricky Telly's a class act, but he's yeah. he's young. Was he 22? He's not your big barnstorming hooker yet. He will be. The bloke's a fucking freak. Mm. Um, so I just think the type fives even a little bit desired against those top of the line Kiwi sides. Mm. They're still going to fucking dust anyone else. They're oh, they're still they'll still freaks. be the they'll still be the fourth seed surely in the uh, in the in the conference. The one that's I just want to bring up is he's made the All Black squad, Milner Scudder. I've been on here before and I well you asked me yeah, the direct yeah, yeah. question and said do you think he makes it? No. I understand I read an article saying that Obviously, if they've been injured, then they come straight back in to create that culture and that continuity and stuff like that. However, if we're looking at the players that play, are playing the best footy right now, he doesn't make that team just because... And it's simply, I'm not saying he's not capable of doing that. I just feel like he he's just come back from injury. He's not got up to speed yet. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not playing the level that he needs to be no. playing. And it's not like they don't have a whole queue of blokes waiting to put their head on. Fucking house training. If I'm lamb, we so off it. Mm. Just... Could you be playing better? He's got your jersey. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, yeah, for the Hurricanes, it's a big. Uh, obviously, they've now got the break, um, and then they got the Brumbies the week after. So um, it'd be interesting to see how they come out of that, uh, out of the break now. Whether they, the All Black series will be a big thing for them, just so if they have injuries. 
Um, but we'll see how they go. But I, I want a bit more from the Hurricanes at the moment. Before we leave it, did you see the news? Geordie Barrett? Did you see that one? No. Apparently, Renzi wasn't on the drink. <laughs> Fucking, I've been at Macca's at 5 a.m., mate. You're on the drink. <laughs> yes, mate. You definitely um, But him and a mate wanted Allegedly. In. Allegedly. Him and a mate allegedly... Allegedly. Allegedly. Sober. Yeah. Wandered into the wrong apartment. Apartment that a couple of girls owned. Mm. The girls called the Cops. Um, I don't know the details because I could be speaking out of line if I say any, if I add anything, because I will add. I do love a good yarn. You do like a bit of hyperbole oh, too. I'm happy to add. <laughs> I'm happy to add. But I think that was the gist of it. Does that jeopardise him? Mate, I, I'm going to put it out there that Aaron Smith has done quite a few interesting things in his time. Yeah, but Aaron Smith, George Barrett's talking conversation here. George Barrett's making a name. Aaron Smith's got the fucking a shrine built to him. Yeah, that's true. Alleged, if anything did happen, that's obviously this is allegedly happened. If it has happened, then yes, it, it could do. But I think he's. Yeah. Did, does he okay. lose a, uh, a spot on the bench just for the what sake? Is, what is the suggestion? Do I don't know? know. I don't know enough about it. I'm okay. just stirring shit. <laughs> <laughs> just because you want to? I'm just stirring shit here. Um, Okay. Anyway, we'll leave it. It'll be interesting. I reckon he might lose a bench spot out of it. Just distractions and yeah. da 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 um, To be I, fair... I don't think 13's think... his spot, by the way, but I actually love him playing 13. I love that idea of that I want him to move Driscoll. in one. I want him to move in one. I agree. But I love that idea and what they're doing. Crash ball 12, creative 13. I actually like that better. Oh, see, I, I want to see Lamarpia out one. Oh, I hear what you're saying. That's that traditional structure. But from having played a bit of 10... There's something about having a Did fucking... Did you play well? No, never. All right. But one or two games. <laughs> something about having a bus at 12 that mm. you could just shuffle any pressure to who'd get you over the ad line, but knowing rather than having to find your fullback to create mm. some spark, you've got an outside centre who could. I don't Do know, I think, like um, it. Uh, we've talked about it before, but uh, Miller's got a not being in form at the moment. Is there an argument he goes back to 15, becomes that second receiver at 15 anyway? And just and the only reason why he's gone into the midfield at the moment is because Proctor's just injured at the moment. I, th- and, I, think it, I think it probably is. Anyway, interesting times. Well-played Highlanders. Forsyth's becoming a fucking fortress. They mm. just don't lose there. Wonderful stadium as well. It's Gordon. Jim? Loves it. Doesn't he? <laughs> doesn't he it. fucking love <laughs> yeah. it? Um all right, next Talking one. about a stadium which maybe he doesn't love so much. Mm. Mm. Does it, it, look, I feel for him. Whenever you go to the, um, Eden Park, it looks like um, there's nobody there. When there actually is, it's just a huge freaking stadium. Before we shit on the Blues, <laughs> no, we'll shit on the Blues. Um, incredible performance by the Rebels. It's since 2015, an Australian side winning in New Zealand. Um, and bash the Blues, and we will, because we love them and that shit. Yeah. Um, the Rebels were sensational. I thought the second row, Coleman and Phillip. Phillips played his best game ever. They fucking owned at line-out time. They ball-carried. They handled the ball well. It was really, really impressive. Murphy's a fucking god. How I wish he was Australian. Um, awesome, awesome to see. Hodge isn't a 10, but how much better have they been without Debrasini? I agree. But I'm just thinking about it. My issue with this is that they have been better. But does this mean that they're now going to think that he is a 10? At the moment, though, we've called for Maddox to move in. Maddox, mm. interesting, when you watch it closely, played a lot of first receiver. Yeah. So maybe there's a bit of a training trial period there. Mm. Um, I didn't mind the way it worked. 
I thought mm. Billy Meeks had his best game ever. Yeah. Um, just outside of Hodge. I don't know if a bit more room created. Hodge runs himself way too often, but you can't blame him. Mm. He's a winger, 13. Fullback. Inside centre, yeah. halfback. Probably prop. play eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Playing 10. So he ran a bit. Ruru, I thought, was sensational. Played his he's best game re- ever. He's really developing. And I think that probably just comes with continuity of playing as well. Those first few weeks when, obviously, because Genny's clearly the first choice. And pack it some shit down. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Do you think it was... I think it's the not the best ever, but it's... Uh, even um, Colby Fainga was one of the better games that he's had yeah, carried, recently as carried well. Carried well. And um, he, he's one of those folks... I, I don't actually... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's leaving at the end of the year. Um, he's grown so much over the last few seasons. He's quite a fucking handy player now. Um, he got a lot of his caps probably too early, but these days he's sensational. Look, for me, the Rebels are a very good side. This is without Will Genia. Um, the, the clear thing we haven't mentioned is their best player, who since returning has turned this team around, DHP. What a difference. What, what a, a player. Yeah. I think he's one of those guys that probably underrated at the force because they underperformed. Mm-hmm. Um, but had some sensational games for them. Mm. Um, in their last season that they were around, he was sensational. They were sensational. Played very well for the Wallabies on the wing. He is a fucking fullback, though. Mm. Um, God, where, he's playing well. Okay, in your ideal scenario, you've already just mentioned... Well, you've, if you listen to the end part of the this podcast, you'll hear Blake's prediction. Um, do you think they'll ever just put DHP as the fullback? It's a really tough one because I actually think he is a fullback. Israel Folau is a winger. Mm. But, man, Israel Folau is a fucking freak. Mm. And if he gets more touches at fullback, playing fullback. Absolutely. So I don't know. I, if I was picking the best balance side, DHB's fullback, Folau's on the wing. If I'm just looking at who receives the ball more often... I want it to go into Flower's hands so he can play fullback. Yeah, so I don't really mind how it goes. I probably prefer DHP fullback, uh, Flower on the wing. Originally, I liked the idea of Bill fullback. I've softened on that a little bit. Mm. Um, and I think you need traditional guys out the back who play out the back. No, I, I, I agree with that. I st- I'd still am worried. I know Kelly's in, in really good form at the moment, and we'll come on to him. I still worry about hiding too many players defensively and having to shift around. But we'll, I just we'll hope they don't there. do that shit. The Tars haven't done it. And it's worked yeah. fairly well. They haven't we'll they haven't been left wanting. It's a bit there. different kettle of fish, unfortunately. Sure, especially with the Irish centres. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the front row of the Rebels is the only place they're not that strong. The no. scrum got stood up. Rangi's a, a gun, mate. He we mentioned him last week as well, and he's continued to evolve. He's just no set piece. No, and but that's the issue. Yeah. That is the massive but issue. You, hook is tough because you don't know if it's him or the props aren't offering much, and it's. Not the biggest second row. They're good, but they're not giants. Look, his line-out throwing has been okay, so it's not it's not just the scrum. Yeah. Um, Around I, the park, the guy's a bulldog. Yeah, man. he is, but I don't know, and I know he's injured right now. Fucking no regard for his own health, that no, running absolutely play. No. Um, again, I, I understand why he's being picked at the moment, but it is a shame that Jordan Ulysse is injured, obviously. That's no. heartbreaking. Um, because he was just at the, the forefront or beginnings of his career, and you, you just hope that he plays all the time to learn his craft. You know, in in that forum, but the Rebels are really uh, are, it's really encouraging for them to see them uh, win away from home. And it keeps the conference pretty tight as well. And it comes down very to the, tight, man. Um, the Rebels obviously have, have still got to play the Tars, or they've still got to play each other as well. Shit. So that's a big, big game, and that's why I love about this conference this year. It's been a bit closer. It's, it seemed like it's been a bit more important. This, this is year. the first year the conference because it's it's doesn't have four fucking conferences mm. with the three. 
It's kind of working, man. The South African ones are getting tense. The Australian mm. one, I still don't love it, but I'm, I'm invested. They've yeah. got me. Um, I care who's going to win that. Because that home finals everything. At the end of the day, you're an Aussie fan. Do you just want both of them to get into the finals? I think both of them will make the finals. Um, I just think one of them will obviously finish third and get a home draw and, and, and have the potential to win. The other one is probably going to finish eighth and play away from home in the Crusaders. And you go, thank you very much. You know, that's a great season. I'll see you later, boys. <laughs> see you, guys. Yeah, yeah. we uh, made a final. I'd love the Rebels to make it. Um, yeah. Let's jump to the Blues quickly then. Fucking pass. Pretty much sums it up. But if you name them, if you go through that 1-15 to 15 team, okay, maybe not the forwards, but you look at those backs, they have enough firepower to be able to be better than what they're doing at the moment. Okay, yes, SBW missing out through injury is a massive loss. I understand that. But there's still enough quality within that team. We've had conversations in the past about Pulley being an, um, maybe not this year, but in the past about him being an all-black. We've had conversations about Duffy being an all-black. You know, Ledger's come in and done well. Collins, we've had a conversation Richard, about that. Richard, Richard. They're fucking shit. Yeah, I, but just is frustrating. <laughs> that yeah, I two I agree. weeks ago they always oh, even last week they play a Kiwi team and suddenly they're defending their rush line is great and you're thinking oh hang on this is the Blues have they turned a corner? No. Yeah, and I and so I, come on. I think that's it. They have been inconsistent forever. They're consistently inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, they have individual players and we come in here and we sing their praises. But enough's enough, man. Someone's got to account for that. And I think the reason we go at the coach, we go at the board, we go at the structures is because we see the individual talent. Mm. Um, I do think there's a few blokes that aren't up to it in that team. Yeah, well, you look at the forwards, there's there's a few boys who are not pushing their weight, no pun intended. Yeah, proper shit, man. Proper shit. They shouldn't be pulling on. There's got to be better players in that than than, than what they're showing at the moment. I've heard rumours only on our Twitter from Kiwi fans and whatnot saying Akira's thinking of leaving next year. Well, why Um, wouldn't why wouldn't he? That's how I feel. He's missed out on the All Black squad a year out from the World Cup. He's fucking sensational. Surely it has something okay. to do with the fact where that his team sucks. Where, where would he go? Because let's have a look. Crusaders. I can't remember. I have to check the old Twitter. So Crusaders have got. They're uh, losing Samu though. Yeah. So Kieran Reid and Akira Yuani as you your back row. It's not, it's not bad. It's not bad, is it's it? Not bad. <laughs> Uh, the other one is, uh, is is Shields is going. Yeah, I can't remember whoever wrote it God, on our could Twitter. Could you imagine we'd have fish throw. The, 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 the Canes team would have um, Salvera on one side of the scrum, then you'd have Akiriarani on the other side of it. Madness, madness. absolute madness. Uh, on um, Rico Yuani, I know he was rested this game. Great fucking decision that was. Yeah, um, a little bit of horseplay accounted as well, with a little cut above his eye, yeah. apparently. Yes. Um, but I, I read the article. It was um, Steve Hansen and who's the assistant Kiwi coach? Is it Ian Foster? We'll look it up before I just speak out of turn. But it was interesting hearing the conversation about Rico uh, moving onto the wing against the Lions. Yes, Ian Foster. Uh, and apparently Steve Hansen, six days before the game, said... Um, no, mate. Let's try Rico on the wing over Savia. And Ian Foster said, hang on, what? And he said, yeah, let's give it a go. And he goes, no, mate, that's crazy. The game's in six days, so I'm not swapping the wings. And then someone, I'll let, just try it. We'll see how it goes. Um, they did it. The rest is history. Savia's never played 11 again. Um, crazy. And it was so interesting. That, and they said there's this crazy dynamic. Hansen sort of spur of the moment, stream of consciousness. If he's feeling something, he does it. Ian Foster's meticulous mm. and everything's planned out. It was, it was a really interesting article. It was interesting to think about it. I mean, what a 
what a master strokes. Steve Hansen looks like a bit of a, a serious bloke, but yeah. that's pretty impressive. I would never come across. The, uh, sorry, I would never imagine Steve Hansen to be that maverick kind of. He, like, yeah, he looks the opposite, doesn't completely. he? Like he's just reading out the numbers. Yeah, like can you give fucking me, headmaster? Can you give me the sheet so I know who's playing? Please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, uh, yeah. who's this guy? Terrifying. Yeah, oh, yeah, kid, go get the boots. Yeah, come on, mate. Rather than picking someone. Chop, chop. Oh. That must um, be fun. Um, I just thought that was a really interesting one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, blue, blues are shit, mate. Heads are going to roll. A lot of fucking heads are going to roll. Obviously, lots of blokes out, but we say that every week. Yeah, I'm kind of fed up with saying that, really. Yeah, so am um, I. I'm over it. Because let's be honest, Crusaders, which is a nice segue to the next game, have equally got a lot of guys out right now. And there was also... It doesn't matter, the, though, with them, does it? That's what I'm saying. Just, and, got, and an hour before kickoff, these blokes absolutely pulls out. And they had to move it all in. And yeah. you know what? What's amazing is what shows their acumen for the game is how really just steps in at 12 and does a great job. He, I think he got stood up defensively. A couple of times, but let's be honest, if you don't know that before, you're just being told before yeah. the game starts. I thought he did, he, it, he did well. Look, Natai obviously going overseas, that affects his chance to get picked in the yeah. All Black squad. He's had a history of concussion issues, which is a terrible shame, but it's fucking not far off the best 12 ever. Mm. Uh, that's an exaggeration. The best 12 in the world Another at Another hyperbole moment. No, that's not like me. How <laughs> good is Natai playing, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, very good. Unbelievable. Like, he is... He's carrying that Chiefs He side. is a freak. And as I said this last week, he is... It's such a good thing to see him back in that 12 jersey and not in 15. It's so good. It's such a waste having yeah, that 15. Absolutely. Um, for that team as well, it was nice to see with the Chiefs to have... They're getting more of their team back together again. Um, Retallick is a freak. I thought it was Messam's... One of Messam's better games. It was interesting, um, Retallick coming off early. Mm. And obviously, Rico sitting out. Do we like it that New Zealand rugby have that control? Again. They had, you know, timestamps on players that pulled them off. Is that great? I'm not going to answer your question, but I will give you the both sides of it. I love the fact that the the ultimate goal for is to create a successful New Zealand team. I love that because you want to be at the pinnacle and international rugby is the best sport that you, best in our sport. However, the part of me wants um, club sport to be really, really good. So I want them to play every game and bleed for that jersey. So it doesn't, but... If I was to pick, say for example, an England player right now, there isn't there isn't enough for me. I'm not invested enough in a certain team. I'm not tribalistic enough towards Gloucester or Leicester or whatever. So I'd want them to be pulled off to be able to because I want England to be the best that they possibly can. But if I if I was a Chiefs fan, I'd be a little disappointed. It does tell you a bit though, because if you look at Australia, the Brummies refused to take off the people check wanted. Mm. If you look in the other games, I think there are a few strategic substitutions, Foley and, and players like yeah. that, on behalf of Australian rugby. And by the way, in England, you can't do that. The you can't do that because it's the, just if anyone comes back and says the England don't have the right, it's yeah, two different right. things, okay? But, but I don't know, does it tell you a bit that yeah. New Zealand are this harmonious system and in Australia it was the biggest thing in the world and I don't disagree with the Brumbies fuck you telling me a week before the game to rest three of my players mm. um, I want to win this game I haven't won in three games but this is my shouldn't we have been having these conversations six months ago oh absolutely so I it's agree. a it's a non sequitur yeah sorry I mate agree. this is the deal we all we do X or we do Y whatever X or Y is mm. I don't even care I agree with you it's a double edged sword yeah um, what's wrong with us Checker, you work three months of the year, mate. Yeah. Make the even, fucking phone call. Not even three months, mate. You're not recruiting, they're Australian. Oh, I know. Ah, and we, we, don't, we don't really want to get into contracts, do we? And making sure we you know, abide by contracts that are signed by certain players. Shall we? Ooh, shall we? Shall we? Because I find your tone odd. 
wine the clock back three weeks for chatting about Shields. Uh, mate, he didn't sign a contract, mate, with a Mitre 10 team. Get your facts right, mate. So you're all fine with it? Uh, it's two different things, mate. Get your stats right. You know, you're challenging the stat man here. 100 games for the Hurricanes. New Zealand under 20s. How many? Kiwi, is he back? Had he, had British. He, had he signed a contract with Wellington Lions, mate? Uh, no, mate. I'm, I'm, um, I actually don't disagree with you. I'm just staring you out. I know. <laughs> um, and, and the Samoan one, I think people were fairly indignant about it. I signed a contract, man. Yeah, I know. But on the other hand of it, I, I think once you're there, you, they've got to play it. Mm. You can't, well, come on, man. You can't, a fucking adult, you can't just force him to stay. What are we doing? That's his, it's his dream in life is to represent an international side. He's got that opportunity. I think that's key. You said to represent an international side. That's the issue, though, isn't it? I know he always wanted to play for Australia, but when he went to New Zealand, he's, he kind of signed a contract. And this is where you may be able to clarify this. He signed a contract to say that he was always going to be available for New Zealand teams. And so, therefore, he was reneging on the right to be able to go and do it. Was that part of the problem as well? Yeah, I think it was part of the problem. But my thing is, once you're where they were... And he said he wants to play for Australia. Yeah, you have to let him go. It's game over, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree with you. Don't mm. you shouldn't sign the country in the first place. The, the, but man, he wants to play for Australia. Fuck off, New Zealand. Mm. Like this young kid wants to make a life for himself. He mm. wants to represent Australia. Australia want him to play. Mm. What are we doing? The only uh, saving grace is, is that I agree with everything you've just said. I just hope that that Nelson or the time the Macos yeah. they're not the ones that lose out apparently a... allegedly they were compensated $50,000 okay. to make did up that for come the out of the RFU oh, ARU now I need you to know they've never spent $50,000 on club rugby in their life mate <laughs> it's the first time they've ever spent that sort of money that's true that's the, true you know what the thing that actually I find irksome a little bit is Czech has always had this theory of like bringing someone in will solve everything. It doesn't happen. Like with Leroy Houston, he did it with a few does, other blokes. Does it disappoint you that Samu is now probably the next best thing? That's what I'm saying, but is he? Like, I don't reckon he is. I've watched him play all season. He's fucking handy. Yeah. We're not short of back rollers. But do you think his stock has risen because he, it's yes, naturally of, playing in... He's, oh, he's playing with the Crusaders, therefore he must be okay. Yeah, so i Where he's play, When he was playing for Wawing, Waringa before, wasn't he? Didn't he play for the Rats yeah, before? Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't that great. So the, I guess that's the thing I find irksome. Let's... Mm. If he wants to come over, let's see if he's up to it. I don't mm. know if he is. Look, if I'm picking a Wallaby back row, Ted Flanagan doesn't make it and no. Samo doesn't make it either. No, uh, there's there's other blokes playing better. Yeah. Um, I, and I do hope, your apprenticeship here for me. I hope they don't just they've caused this issue because he's never going to be able to play in New Zealand again. Let's be perfectly honest. Mm. He's burnt his bridges. I hope he's a superstar, man. I, I hope, hope he's he as good as they think he is. I hope he is. But came on, uh, dropped the ball for the Crusaders. <laughs> he did make a great turnover though <laughs> yeah. in the game. Um, I hope they don't literally just play him for one game, realize he's not quite up for him, and then just get rid of him. And I that, hope that doesn't happen. And well, that's the concerning thing, isn't it? I hope mm. the bloke's a freak. I haven't watched him closely enough. But if you're a reserve for the Crusaders, and we if they're have, fully fit, he might not even make the bench. Oh, we he, haven't it, been on here going, "Oh my gosh, Simon's amazing!" Like he needs to be back. We haven't done that. Yeah, yeah. And well, my thing is, if you can't make a Kiwi provincial side, we're not going to beat the All Blacks. 
And that's the same sort of thing I was saying I to Brad good. Shields with you guys. Are you a little concerned that a bloke that couldn't make the All Blacks is going to be your saviour? Well, at least we're talking about a bloke who's played 100 games for the Hurricanes and captains them. Absolutely. Australia's now talking about a bloke who doesn't make the bench for the Crusaders. No, absolutely. An injured Crusaders. No, I agree. So I think we're having the wrong conversation, which is fucking free him up, you pricks. But then get him over here. That was, that was Blake who said that, just to confirm that. <laughs> get him over here and, and do a year at the Brumbies. Show what you no, got. I and then my agree. concern is I think North Australia's only sound for a year at the Brumbies. Oh, and are okay. they going to lose him? I don't know. Be a pretty good, pretty good back row. Because they've got Valentini. If you got, yeah, so. Valentini, Pocop, Nasrani, and Samu. That's incredible. That's mm. an exciting back row. But if they lose Nasrani, that scares me. Absolutely. Um, to move on, by the way, it was, I thought it was a really good game. Just last thing before we move on from this. I thought it was a really I enjoyed this game. Oh, absolutely! Um, I thought it was a really good good watch. Um, the next one, which was a good watch from a from a different point of view, because there was just tries galore in this game. I won't have you come here and shit on defense. It was a fucking great game. You're so talking to defense. It was very defensive. Well, I just thought you're going to come in here do it's your pommy Very thing. defensive of you. And yes, there was not much defense going on. But I don't think that was the problem here. The, the, there was great attacking rugby. I think that was the what was going on here. You've turned into a half glass full kind of guy. I just really enjoyed this game, man. Oh, I thought it was. I want to. I want to add this. Yes, it was. It was a great watch. It was a great watch. Um, it was a lot of attacking play, lots of offloads going on, which was very different to watch uh, to when we've watched the the Reds, particularly recently. They haven't been so keen to offload the ball at times, um, which they did a lot more. Um, I like the fact that. Um, uh, Timu comes off the bench. I want him to play. I want him to play six or eight for the Reds. But what an impact! That was he... surely a Wallaby thing. Well, you would hope. But what a difference he makes when he come when he comes on. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. What did you think of the battle of the scrum actually? Because I thought it was going to be really one sided, and and it, it ended up not being as one sided as I thought. You know what? I think it. I think it was early. Uh, it was one sided, but I think um, Kepu's underrated. He's quite a good scrummager, and I think mm. if Kepu's on the park. The Tars could hold their own. They still copped quite a few scrum penalties yeah. early. And they seem to say, reassess and, and start oh, no, I don't, well, Can out. I ask, from an outsider looking at you, why is Robertson in the Wallaby squad? I think the same thing, mate. Like, wouldn't you take J.P. Smith over him? Yeah, he's very South African, J.P. Smith. He's heaps South African, but they're very... You fucking watch South African scrum, they're great at it. <laughs> yeah. He's a big bloke, too. Mm. I, 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 I agree with you there. And I think, for, from a Wallaby perspective... You don't want your best guys around the park. And I think Sio, Alato, and Kepu and um, Tupu do answer that question anyway. Mm. Just have a fucking great scrummager so when you're at training, you're packing up against the best oh, scrummagers. Completely. Because um, that's what you want to be doing at training. Yeah. Um, everyone on, I think, after the game was oh, swinging. Sorry, up. and before we leave the scrums. Can I just may come back to scrum for a second? Go on. No, you go just, first. Just to jump in, once Fitzpatrick left the field, that's when the Tar scrum got better. Because mm, Latu came Can up. actually scrum it. Yeah. His line out throwing is not as... Well, actually, Fitzpatrick's line out throwing is not great either. But yes, he So I think, I think that was the, the click. Yeah. I think a Kepu Lapu... Uh, Kepu Latu scrum. He's Lapu. He's new bloke. He's great. Oh, really? He's just like somewhere between does he, for, does he play for the Crusaders? Are they getting him over? <laughs> if they could. Um, yeah, Kepu and Latu, once they were working in tandem, it shored up the Tar scrum. Mm. And I think that was a pretty big turning point. Uh, and... Sorry, you go. No, no, no. I was just to say, I was glad because I've said it on here. I'm glad Staniforth didn't, pl- you know, obviously was on the bench because he's had a. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. 
Um, and everyone was swinging off Holloway, and he was very good in and around the loose. I don't, and, and it was one of his better performances. I just, for, for him to be a second row, I don't think he does enough of the grunt, the hard work of clean-outs, etc. He's still a little bit loose for me, Holloway, at the moment. So as much as it was an improved performance from him, um, I didn't think he was, he was as good as what everyone was making out to him to be. I think what it was... Um, it was because he was carrying the ball a lot. That was what it was. Bit of insight. I think what it was is they actually want him to play tighter. That's the criticism of him. I yeah, think at the completely. start of the he year... He needs to. The eight jersey was his, and Wells outplayed him for it, and he has outplayed him. Wells has been playing well. Um, so I think in an attempt to force Holloway to play tighter, he did they picked though. him in the row. I think he played tighter. When he plays eight, mate, he's a fucking second winger. Mm. Um, and I think that is the tight structure, though. They play their back row very, very wide. Mm. Um, so I think it was an attempt to force him to play wider, and that impressed people, that he was a little more involved. I won't hear it, mate. He played well. Yeah, I, no, and I, I started this. He has played well, but he's, he's not a second row. Yeah, I'll roll. I think he's a big six or eight. Um, he's got to play tighter to be good at those, yeah. though. Isn't it sad, though, that we're sat here with the New South Wales Waratahs and we're struggling, really, let's be honest, to find a, a good second second row? Yeah, there's a shortage of row. But I think um, Queensland have got an abundance. Mm. Send one down. If they could. Yeah, it'd be really nice. That'd be... I actually was hoping Simmons and Douglas would swap. Well, what are you doing? Just playing for the wrong team, boys. Yeah, but Simmons has actually been pretty good. He's playing, he's playing his best rugby in a long yeah. time. He's, um, very, very again, long time. we've said it before, line-out calling's good, uh, line-out functions quite well as well. But isn't this great? We're on here, and I was about to press Hooper, we're on here talking about how well the Tars forwards played. And that's where we thought they were going to get dusted. Mm. Um, so I think for the Tars, that's a huge mm. positive. My still worry, it is, and I agree, um, still worry with players coming off the bench. Larch, you made a difference when he comes on, but the rest just, of them. just the rest of them are not adding mm, enough. No. And for, again, for the amount of this is the worry. And that was when the Reds came back in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, positives in the, in, in the backs. Um, great try from Flower. What a leaper he is! Freak, what an mate. absolute leaper. Um, and a guy, do we give him enough praise? Cam Clark making he's only on it. His contract comes at the end of this year, I think it was, or maybe next. He's only got a one-year contract. Do we give him enough praise? He's he's found his spot in that team. Um, he's on the end of a lot of good things. Um, he does everything well. He doesn't do anything outstanding, but he does everything well. Should we give him more props? Yeah, I, he's very, very good, mate. He's playing very, very good. Not just how good is it when his dad's commentating. I love how he's not like... The know. professionalism. Yeah. I always find it really awkward, though. The other commentators come in to like talk up their mate's son. It's yeah, very awkward. Mm. But um, Clark, yeah, he's playing well, mate. The, the contract, you'd think he'd be in and around. I mean, with Niavoro leaving... They're down another winger. Hegarty's not okay a winger. With that. I'm okay with that. See, mate. Yeah. See. Um. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what their plans are. They've had some odd recruiting. The Tars. Very odd recruiting. Yeah. They make some strange decisions there. Um. Talking about strange decisions. Okay. What did you? And well, we've actually kind of alluded to it already in regards to uh, Tiwi dot playing. Um. But what did you think of the, uh, of, the, of the Reds' performance and still continuing Kane Douglas as a, as a second row rather than bringing in a Luke Antui who's playing right now in club rugby? Is that a strange decision for you, or do you think he still adds enough? I don't know what that is. You'd think it's some physio initiative or wallaby. I don't know what it is. It's strange to me. Kane Douglas is finally finding a little bit of form. Uh, not on the wings, we shall we? Mate, he's, that's only because he's going to Bordeaux next year, isn't he? Or Montpellier, Bordeaux? I think so. 
He's got to show some. He's he's not the player he used to be. No, he's not. That was he was strange, mate. He's like losing a form. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sorovi, I don't know enough about him. I haven't. Fuck, he played well. He did play. I like what well. I saw there, and I think pass is questionable. Yeah, and that's what the commentary was saying, and I don't disagree. His running game looks sensational, but his mm. passing game looked average. Stewart, for me, still doesn't offer enough. At ten, we've got to give the kid a chance to grow. And do you know what? Jim comes on here and talks about how great Mick the Kick is doing right now. Can Mick the Kick just go to Queensland and teach Hamish Stewart how to actually kick off a freaking tee? Like, mm. seriously, how many points did he leave out there? Well, it's a different game. No, I get that. Like, if he kicks I his goals, it's I, fucking, I, Reds could have won this. Absolutely. Yeah. Kick, and it wasn't, some of them weren't even close. That's yeah, outrageous, mate. Fucking pay me or 100G, I'm kicking those goals. I'm just fucking kicking, man. Mate, I've seen you kick those goals. Oh, all right, fair play. Um, <laughs> I, I like thought centres were sensational. Yeah, and I love the fact he's been playing the last few games and we have been talking about Paiwa. He's back in there. He's been doing... He's I, one of the most underrated players. I really like the fact. Karevi, again, yes, I agree with you that he's he's, he's a beast. Um, defensively struggles a little bit, but he will get there. And I like that midfield partnership. For the Reds to move forward, that is the strongest midfield that they yeah, have. Yeah, undeniable. Um, I'm still not sure their back three is completely worked out. There's some really good. Well, John Lance was supposed to be 15 until the day of the, the kickoff. Yeah. Um, those two blokes are very, very young blokes with big wraps on them. The yeah, 11 the, uh, and the 15. The 11, Jordan. Pintaya. Yeah, apparently a bunch of league teams wanted him. Yeah. Um, a handy player. Look, good finish wasn't Parisi. It, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, good finish on the left side, I think, from Patia. Yeah, it yeah. looks pretty good. It looks yeah. young, obviously needs to play into it a bit, but yeah. that's a fucking step forward from those Eton mm. bully days. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, Parisi He's, on the other Can lane. I just make a point? He has a wallaby cap. That's crazy, mate. He has a wallaby it cap. makes me so upset. Um, yeah. Sorry, Parisi, I interrupted you. Um, Parisi is a freak, mate. Mm. He's probably... Oh, I stand by this statement. Oh, He's our go. most complete winger in the country. Yeah, I, I'll pay that, actually. I think he can do everything. I'll He's, pay that. he's defensively sound. He's attackingly very good. He can kick the ball. He can catch a high ball. He can do everything. Whereas when you're looking at a Spade or a Corabetti, they offer something. When you're looking at a Naivora, he offers one thing. When you're looking at a Flower, he offers some things better than anyone else in the world, but just some things. I think DHP is... And he's probably not in that category. We're not placing him in the wing category. No, and I think DHP is a fullback who plays wing. I think Parise is our best winger. I don't know what that means in terms of... I think by the end of the year, he's in and around the Wallaby 23. Mm. He's very fucking good. Mm. Um, Just as an aside, just just because I can't. And I want to just, you know, do we need to focus on any kind of, you know, optional tackling at times and poor defensive reads at times? Are we just going to... No, no, we're good, Matt. Yeah. We'll push. <laughs> we'll right. talk about the yellow card, though. Yeah, it was very... It was... It was very... Love um, talking about a card. Uh, we, we do. And, well, you more so than anybody. Oh, fucking love it. Um, it. It was very quick, wasn't it? Because it wasn't even all... They weren't all in the red zone. And he came over and he didn't actually say... Look, I know it's semantics. And I get that, okay, before anyone comes on here and say... But he didn't actually say the next one goes. I think he actually said something along the lines of, you just need to clean it up, you need to be careful. And it was a big penalty. Like, it was a penalty. Stupid. My soapbox is growing by the minute. Huh? My soapbox is growing by the minute. <laughs> um... The, it was a stupid penalty they gave away. Why on earth he's trying to rip, rip the ball on the floor? But um, it was it was harsh. I thought the yellow card was harsh. This is my whole problem with the cards. 
is... That's not the whole problem, mate. It's not the whole problem. No, but this is the biggest problem with the cards. There is no set criteria to get one. If we take just this case study, it was four consecutive penalties against the Reds, none of which related. Some were professional fouls, some were dangerous play, some were technical penalties. Not related. Only one of them was in the Reds' half. They weren't sabotaging, weren't being cynical um, in the 22. It was not communicated clearly from the referee that it was going to happen if there was another penalty. Can we just get a fucking set of criteria that explains what merits a card? Because at this point, the game was over. The Reds fought, don't get me wrong, they scored some sensational tries here. It's because Gardner started feeling bad and Mario Kart refed the next 20 minutes. I Mario Kart refing was that bad. I might check out those penalties towards the end of the game. It's Reds, Reds, Reds. Um, and I think the Tars bench came on and they were shithouse and Foley came off the field and the Tars lost the plot. Um, but this just is everything I hate about the yellow card. I was absorbed in this game. I was watching every minute of it. 48th minute, the fucking game's over. For no reason. What is the criteria for this yellow card? I don't understand. And yes, sometimes it's warranted. You give away four cynical penalties on your line. Sure, someone needs to go, and per our rules, you need to go. Mm. Um, because but as you we said, sin, they, were not, sin bin someone. they were not related. And this and is what annoys in, me. If yeah. it's this significant, if we're playing Ireland next week... No, you will be playing Ireland. When we're playing Ireland yeah, next week, if, if it's Ireland, like, suck shit. <laughs> um, but, no, but in reality, if someone gets sent off in the 50th minute for a fucking nothing penalty on halfway for no real reason, and the game's determined from that, what, what will a happen? joke of a sport. What will happen is that the Ireland will kick to kick in, they'll, they'll, they'll force a few scrum penalty resets, they'll, they'll, they'll kill the time much better. You watch. Yeah, if that, if it goes against them, it just... Fuck, it grinds my gears. Anyway, I won't... People get so annoyed when I go in here and bang about okay, cards. So but that's a perfect case in point for me. Shall we move on to the final game of the round? Oh, I've got a while to go on cards, but now we'll push. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, should we go on to the yellow of um, of Matt Lucas, as we're going with yellow cards? What is he doing trying to tackle in the last minute with no arms, mate? Seriously. Yeah, look, Seriously. this really hurt. I had the Brumbies at the end of a multi-13+. plus. Oh! <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, Matt Lucas? You are now my least liked player in the world fuck you <laughs> too strong uh, Matt I really like you buddy <laughs> Gone up I reckon match fixing I'm calling it <laughs> can we make those sort of allegations we probably can't uh, I'm no, so really. upset no, um... they're paying a lot 1 to 12 by the way oh jeez <laughs> can't say that can no you? you can't kidding anyway moving on uh, what did you think about the game overall? Because, look, we'll, they will come away with the Brumbies being a, a winning by 10, but they were never really in doubt. Shit else, mate. But the, I've been on here fully positive. This is the only Australian performance which was not up to it. This is a travelling Sunwolves team, I'll repeat, Sunwolves team, travelling Sunwolves team, resting all of their Japanese internationals. Which you've said there's not many of. No, this, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't thought the team was exactly the same. <laughs> Still three blokes on the bench change or yeah, something. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, not good enough. Not good enough. No, it's not I just because I lost the bet. It's not, you can't concede thirty-one points. It's it's not good enough. Full stop. I think, irrespective of how many points you you concede, their attack is is poor. Um, as much as they've scored forty-one as well. Um, again, it's against the Sunwolves team. Um, 
it'd be interesting to see what the off season is going to entail because they're not going to make the play. They're not going to make the final no. series. But they've got some questions to answer, mate. This is my team too. Like I freaking love the Brummies, and this is and and the thing is, again, they're a team which has a number of potential superstars in their team. If you link uh, back in the day. You know, you think of Corinne Drani when he used to put a gold on. He used to be Henry Spade. Henry Spade. Christian Leofano. David Pocock. Absolutely. Uh, Carter. It's like Henry Spade can't even tackle a fly right now. Like, seriously. He played well attacking. I know it's difficult to tackle a fly, but you know what I mean. Fuck a fly up, Richard. You should see me with a fly squat. It's not a tackle, though, is it? It's not a tackle. It's a poor analogy. Sorry. <laughs> I led you down the garden path. No, he actually played very well attackingly, but that's the thing that irks me about Spade. Sharp against the Sunwolves, thanks, mate. Where were you when you just had to tackle Nivora? Yeah. To be fair, I don't think I... No, I'm not tackling him. He's a giant. <laughs> yeah, but even his running lines were better. But And that's what frustrates me, is the fact is, again, you, you can't do it, but... He should be he should be doing that on every on every occasion, and this is don't I don't mean this disrespectfully to um, to Andy Muirhead, but at the moment if you had to pick Spate or Muirhead in your team right now, you're probably picking Muirhead, and that and, mm, but he's that, playing well, and, and and that you wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the year, would you? No, no Muir who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like, playing very very well. Completely. Now Banks again, his pace is just it's something you can't you can't uh, really I was going to say buy, but if you you either got it or you haven't got it, and just for the record. Neither of us have it. No. Um, but he <laughs> it just makes it. It just makes he just the way he just carves. He's an out and out fullback. Yeah. If you give him half an inch on the outside, he'll take it. Yeah. Um, but he can still put someone through a hole. I'm loving watching him come into form. We briefly touch it um, with the Irish boys, but mm. what do you think? If you're picking a Wallaby 23, um, and you know your 22s either a Hodge or a Karevi, depending on how the centers match up. So 23, you're free to give a new bloke a go, and you're thinking either. Banks or Maddox, who gets the jersey for you? I like it. I like Maddox. I don't know what it is about him. I don't know whether it's just as because they're both. Obviously, I know you said that Banks is an out and out fullback, but he can obviously play in other positions. But I just think I like and and Banks has also got that X factor about him. But I just like Maddox, and Maddox might be a bit more questionable defensively. I don't know, but I I, I think I'd just give it to him. Yeah, Banks shows up. Defensively, yeah, I, I tend to agree. He feels like he's got some sort of X factor. Yeah, maybe that's just because Banks is playing in a struggling side. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, my concern with this Brumbies team is, yes, you know, we, we, we've talked about a lot of the, the backs there. It's just their forwards don't do enough. No, and they should. Like mm. when you actually look at on paper, the the Brumbies don't really have an excuse. Sia Toa, Alexander, Enova, Carter, like your tie five should be showing out. The back row we've already hit on. Mm. Um, not like at a pub or anything, but we spoke about them earlier. Um, very good. <laughs> Are we just skipping over that? <laughs> just pushing up? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go for it. I think they miss Rory Arnold a lot. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and then that goes back to that. I wouldn't hit on him. He's fucking huge. You'd hurt both. Anyway, moving on. Is he um, not suspended for the Wallaby game? Surely it's a club game, so therefore because no. I would be Alan Moffat if he's suspended. Well, he's your Wallaby second row, isn't he? I think the talk is um, Coleman and Rodder, um, which I get for working around the park, but man, if I'm playing Ireland, I want a fucking Rory Arnold and Adam Coleman as my second row, and I'll go Rodder off the bench. Absolutely. I'm 100% in on that. I think Arnold and um, uh, Coleman is your best option. Arnold, the question's body height, but surely Mick the kick. Just working on his body art. And if he's not, he should be kicking. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, McCaffrey, we'll, we, and we'll allude to the background. McCaffrey, yeah, 
Um, Nasserani did okay. I Poker. thought he played poor Nasserani. Yeah, that's just it. Did okay. Yeah. Paul carried okay. I, I want more from him because I want next year him to I've be said, pushing Timu and Samu for we, that ball carrying back row spot. I think I've said that all year. First few weeks I was up and about, but no. if you look at his form at the force last year. Yeah, I want, yeah, just want more consistently. Again, he's someone where you look at him and you just want him to be destroying teams. Yeah. Just be that big ball carrier. Post-contact meters allows the backs to get that little bit further up the pitch and be a bit more dangerous, but it just doesn't do it. No. Pocock continues to he's well. impress. Uh, what was really impressive also is the fact that he's starting to understand the rules a lot more. He was I like the referee in this game, actually. He's very good with communication. He's the best in the game. Um, What's his name? I can't think of it now. I can't. I can't probably year, but he's literally the best in the game, that bloke. I thought he refereed the breakdown really He's well. the guy from the sevens, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. He refereed the, um, in the Olympics. Um, and he, um, he he refereed the cont- the breakdown really well, and and and, um, and Pocock read, uh, worked it out really quickly. And just uh, on Pocock, we skipped over Hooper because we just expect him to be a freak every week, mm-hmm. and he was a freak every week. They aren't your complete back row because they're too similar, but fuck, they're a good back row. I think Islander in for some hard work mm-hmm. there at breakdown time. It's interesting, and again, I asked before, do you reckon Ireland will go really hard at the breakdown? I'm only going off what they did to us in previous games because I didn't watch enough of the Six Nations. And, and where they dominated us was holding blokes up in the tackle, going to the mall, choke tackle, slowing the ball down um, and stifling our attack that way rather than attack hard at the ruck. Mm. Um, but that's based off two games in the last couple of four years or whatever. Mm. So I, did, I just didn't watch enough of the Six Nations to know. I, I chose not to watch the end of it. <laughs> you tapped out? <laughs> Um, no, I didn't tap out. I just didn't enjoy watching it. Well, well, we'll leave it there, and we might jump into the... Um, well, just really briefly, that we, we chat about it on the other podcast. We don't need to go for long, but that abomination of a fucking exhibition game, South Africa-Wales. Yeah, it's a joke, really. Um, the fact that they're travelling. I understand they want to raise the profile of rugby across the world, and America are doing really well in the sevens right now. They've got a, some amazing athletes, and they're really developing that. Uh, but for, to, be, to be successful... They really need to bring a, the show, to bring like a spectacle to the game. And unfortunately... Watching, bring the barbarians, mate. Yeah, watching um, um, South Africa and Wales second string teams um, play, it's not going to engender lifelong love of rugby union. Surely the boys are just getting fucking hammered on the grub. You would think so. That's as much as so, because they left all the, the majority of the players that didn't play in the England series were left in South Africa yeah. anyway. I think the only takeaway is, is that Robin Dupree should have won the game at the end and balls it up. Yeah, sure, but uh, no, oh, it's okay. just South Africa not good enough. Yeah, but this worries me though because you're just going to come on in and be like, "Oh, South Africa lost to Wales," you know, they're not very good. And then in the first game, when all their big players come back, they just ruin England, and you're just going to love it. <laughs> it's actually building very nicely into my narrative. <laughs> I fucking hope that's the case. Pessimistic pom. All right, should we jump into uh, this round of internationals? There's a lot of international games, but I'm not going to pretend to be particularly interested in uh, any Georgia. Of them. Yeah, I'm going for Georgia. I'm going for Fiji. I'm, I'm on Tonga. For, uh, go Fiji. Japan. Go Japan. All right, here we go. New Zealand, France. Uh, yeah, by a lot. New Zealand. Yeah? Yes. France are notoriously enigmas. Enigma. <laughs> enigmas. Yes. Um, you don't think New Zealand will be a little underdone? Yeah, they will be. And the centres are a very big question mark. Yeah, they are. The back row, no Kieran Reid. Yeah. So you're picking France? No, mate. Well, then. <laughs> um, I think for New Zealand, though, no, they need to use this series to build continuity because they feel a little bit... Do you know what? 
New Zealand can do what the fuck they want. I know. It's a very valid point. <laughs> but actually, I just read an article, different people, experts, Kiwi experts, picking sides. And for the first time ever, the 15 didn't pick itself. And I know it's you, you're picking between gold and diamonds. They're fucking machines, the lot of them. Mm. But I actually think for the last forever, you pretty much knew who the 15 were. And there's a couple yeah. of, oh, they could go this Do way. Do you think that's because of the last year they have blooded a lot of new players? It's probably so... some fucking masterstroke leading yeah, to the World Cup. Just all going towards yeah, that. Probably. Um, Australia Island, we won't harping on it as we touch it yeah. on our next podcast so hang around keep listening yeah um but i i tend to think ireland in the first one because i just don't think no, we'll no. have a shit Sun, together suncorp That's... suncorp effect i reckon australia will go one up fuck i hope you're right i hope um, i'm wrong oh, can i just clarify this i hope i'm fuck wrong fuck you <laughs> go the wallabies go the boys oh god i want the wallabies to win more than anything Really? Um, more, then, more than South Africa winning? Oh, it's tough, but I do. <laughs> so the next one, South Africa, England. Fucking go the Bockies. <laughs> You're not even going to Rainbow try. Nation, baby. Yeah, I worry South Africa are going to win too as well. Um, yeah, look. They but, were pretty shit, mate. But again, most of their players were still in South Africa. Yeah, I don't think they've got a clue who their team is. We don't, we don't have a clue who our team is either right now. There's just selections all over the place. Um, next game. <laughs> Let's move on from this. Um, Argentina-Wales. Oh, that's a good game. I'm actually going to go for the uh, uh, Hagu- I mean, Pumas. I'm on the Hagu- Pumas, yes. so the Mighty Ducks jersey change. So I'm like, because they had the week off Super Rugby to yeah. prepare for this, and they were getting into some form yeah. to swap those fucking jerseys, Mighty Ducks style. Yeah, send us a jersey too. We'll, we'll even wear one. We're, oh, God, we'll wear one. Yeah, absolutely. If you're thinking. Um, look, I'm not overly interested in the others. Uh, so. America are going to win, and uh, just for shits, go Canada. All right, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Anything else happening in the world no, of rugby? I don't think so. It's been a good week. It has been a great week. I'm, I'm, can I just say, I'm thoroughly excited. I, I like the Super Rugby. I really enjoy watching the Super Rugby, but there's nothing, and I mean nothing, like watching international rugby. You wake up excited in the uh, morning. Absolutely. Yeah, whereas the Super Rugby is like, oh, fuck, that's on. How yeah. good. This shit, you wake up, one day, up and about. One day, we need to get to Brisbane to watch the game. You're Suncorp. It looks like a cracking stadium, mate. I'm I've never been to never been to Suncorp. No, neither have I. One year. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. We're going to the ANZ test, but that stadium's got about as much atmosphere as Queen's Park 12, mate. Well, I think you'll find it. It's, it, it may even be Allianz. Oh, is it? I'm in for that. I think you're right. It is. Yeah, so you but I'll get... tell you what, those fucking lines for the toilet, rebuild it. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> Sarcasm. Um, um, just to let you know, if, if it is at ANZ, we'll just meet Blake there. Um, we'll go to our lands, yes? <laughs> we'll have a, um, spare, all right. have a spare ticket. Thanks for listening. In fact, keep listening because we should seamlessly, using all of my tech knowledge, uh, slide right into uh, a discussion about the Australian Island series and way too long on Kyle Godwin. Yeah, absolutely. So keep listening. And okay. uh, we will catch you next week because we won't do a nice end to the end of that one. Okay. Get behind us. Follow us on Twitter, though. Richard, our um, Twitter handle is... Um, rugby underscore podcast, I believe. Rugby underscore podcast. He's fucking hit it in one. We'll come up as a rugby podcast with a photo of us from about four years ago. <laughs> That's the one. With Jim in the middle. With Jim in the middle. The what little shirt boy. does he have on? He's got an England jersey mm, on. Yeah. So keep listening. Um, and thanks for listening. See you, guys. Fuck you, Jim. Oh, so are you? Uh, how are you guys excited for the uh, for the series coming up? 
We are extremely excited for the series coming up. What are your expectations like? Because we're I'm I'm super excited because I kind of I'm I'm looking forward to watching Blake squirm, and I say that with great passion and delight as he as he watches his team play Ireland. Are you are you expecting to come away with a win? Is that like comfortably, or what do you guys think? Like I think the I uh, Irish ex- Irish ex- the Irish expectation and mine is that we definitely will win the series. Yeah, comfortably. So I reckon it's going to be either a two-one or a three-no win. Yeah. See, this is awkward because I don't think so. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, I tell you what: if we were having this conversation about two months ago, while you and James are crying into your pints, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very different series. I don't know. I, th- I think the difficulty as an Aussie fan is we have no idea what to expect. They have six days training camp, so I don't. I have no idea what the world is. You're sounding sounding pommy right now. You're playing and having your chances. (laughs) No, I'm I'm, I'm more saying unpredictability. I just don't know what's going to come out here. I don't know what team he's going to name, if he's going to name a tried and tested 15, um, or he's going to take a few risks. I have no idea what to expect from the Wallabies. So it's really hard to, um, to know. And then I guess we just don't get to watch enough of the Six Nations stuff to see that the form you guys are in. We see the results, but you don't all, see the ins and outs. All I hear is excuses. <laughs> this is like the Eddie Jones version. It's like, six days in a test cap, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the voice down pat. Yeah, I know. That was impressive. All right, so where are Ireland going to win it? Um, for us, I think our, it's got to be in our tight five. I think we have the best type five in the world at the moment as a unit. Do you think that was a big loss with Rory Brest, obviously um, not not travelling, and obviously you're not having a captain right now? Is that a, a, a you know a huge loss for you that, that is going to affect going to affect your thinking just on that? Just settle down for a minute, mate. Our hook is going to be from fourth grade subbies on Saturday. Oh, right, <laughs> I thought you guys had like 200 hookers now that Stephen Moore has finally stopped holding onto that jersey with a death grip. On the other side, our halfbacks are probably the best in the world right now. This is very confident, chat. Yeah, this is. I'm, I'm loving this chat. This is good. Um, I tell you, I, I am worried about the fact that you've got like a back three with Israel Folau, DHP, and potentially Curly Beal in there running around in seventeen directions at once. Yeah, I, I look. I, th- I think your analysis is pretty spot on. I think Ireland have the advantage in the tight five and in the halves. We maybe have the ruck, um, and maybe have out wide. Um, so there's plenty of points there. But I, I don't disagree too much other than to say I think our, our type five is better than it has been in maybe 10 years. I think this is the best we've scrummaged in a super rugby season for as long as I can remember. Well, I mean, your your team might pick itself. If you go with the you know the Reds pack and the Taz backline, you're not going to go too far wrong. From your side point of view, you talk about having a, the, one of the uh, much stronger type five. Do you think that you will compete at the breakdown um, really hard or will you try and compete initially and then fan out? How do you think that will actually play? Because I think that's actually a big big contest point, especially with the way that Australia probably set out with, with the likes of Hooper, Pocock and potentially Timu or um, within that situation. So do you think you'll compete hard at it? That all kind of depends on what back row you put together. You know, will Samu play or will you go with more Pooper? I reckon it'll be Hooper, Pocock, Timo. Well, that gives you a bit more physicality anyway. Yeah, line-out options get a little yeah. bit slower, but... Like, Le- Leinster's success in Europe has all been built around getting quick rock ball. And Pocock's entire game plan is giving you shitty rock ball. That's a fair point. 
I think um, it depends how he's going to interpret the rules, though, as well. I think that's a massive thing. He's there's always that change from Super Rugby to international. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I don't know. How do you back your tactical kicking? Because I think England showed the blueprint. Australia just cannot beat teams that kick well because we just can't match it. Foley can't kick more than twenty meters, and Will Genie is a passing and running halfback. He doesn't have much of a kicking game, and Falau, despite his AFL career, is literally the worst kicker ever. Um, we just struggle when teams out tactical kickers. Is that something Ireland so, will go to? I think it's almost definitely what we'll go to. But what we did see this year in the Six Nations was a little bit more variation. Um, there's a couple of young guys coming through that team, the likes of Ring Rose, the likes of Jacob Stockdale, who are capable of catching the ball and doing this weird thing where they hold it in their hands and run forward with it, which is new to us. What? Yeah. What? What's that? We haven't seen that for, for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, it, it reminds me of that joke about England back in 2003, and it's like, what does the dog do if they score a try? Could we just clarify what happened in 2003, Blake? No, <clears throat> I think there was some interference there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Blake, you must be looking forward to watching a resurgence South Africa could do England, though, right? Oh, like, hang on, hang on. We didn't need to bring that up as well. well let's be fair, resurgence. <laughs> Did you boys watch them on the weekend? They were fucking pus. That was, they were horrendous <laughs> against Wales. But we had it on in the background. There was a few friends over. And you know you know it's a bad game when the two of us are watching other than the rugby. Yeah, exactly. But to be fair, did you see England get dumped on by the Babas the previous week? Oh, that was sensational. Yeah, we were yeah. getting on so well. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the first English person we've brought on to the podcast and done this to. <laughs> no, no, bring, bring it on. Um, what did you actually think of the game? And go back to the South Africa game for a moment, because obviously it was played in Washington, D.C. as a, as a, as a way to try and in, in, engender a bit of, of love for the game, but it ended up being two second string teams and it was a really poor affair. So I think the problem with the Americans is it's got to be packaged. It's got to be a spectacle. And unless they changed the definition of the word spectacle, that was not it. No, it wasn't. But they didn't even get the numbers in like Ireland did for Ireland All Blacks. I think All Blacks just have that brand name where people will show up to watch them because of their dominance in the sport. Just fuck it off. What are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we in America? Cheap shit. You have your own sports. Do your own thing. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm shocked at this 3-0 Island chat. I I thought you guys would come on here to tell between your legs. You know, we might grab one. Now, two simple words. James Ryan. He hasn't lost a professional match yet. (laughs) Well, neither had a Toji. But James Ryan's better. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I think Ireland have done their term as the underdogs. Coming to Australia, ranked second in the world. We're, we're, we're feeling quietly confident. Yeah, and I guess so you should be. I mean, the Six Nations, I lost a lot of money. I bat, backed England. Um, but yeah, so, so you should be. Every cloud has a silver lining, eh? <laughs> that must have been the only reason you were watching the Six Nations, Richard. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, what are the, going Looking at the island, island team in a bit more detail, we talked about the, the front five, but, uh, and you talked about halfbacks. Centre partnership, what direction do you think they'll go in the midfield? So I think our first choice centre partnership is probably Henshaw and Ringrose. Yeah. But you do have the likes of Bundyaki who can come off the bench, and if you got tired bodies around there, he's going to absolutely run over some dudes. Yeah, because he played really well in the England game, actually. Um, um, is that where you fancy yourself a fairly big chance? Like, if Australia goes Curtly Beal at 12, he couldn't, like, he can't get a tag at Oztag, he certainly can't tackle anyone. Um, and Kurandrani at 13, who just looks like he's 100 years old this year. Um, or Karevi, who clearly struggles in defence. Is that, do you reckon that's somewhere England are going to go to for attack? 
you just really insulted Ireland to Irish people by calling them by England. I did too. Yeah. Oh, geez, sorry, boys. <laughs> I was going to correct you, but it's fine. You all colonised us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's all the same, isn't it? Well, yeah, we all suffered under the yoke of English oppression and then came back to beat the hell out of them. <laughs> Again, so, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's all good. So I, I think Ireland are going to go up in the air. Like, I, I think it's going to be tactical kicking first and foremost. What I do think we are capable of doing is when the game does break up, you have a lot of physicality coming through. And plus, our 100-year-old player, Keith Earls, looks like he's found a new lease of life. Yeah, because I thought a few years ago he would, he'd reached the end of his career. But uh, as you uh, I haven't watched enough. But, um, so he's really, tr- he's really kicking on then, is he? Absolutely. He was one of our players of the Six Nations. Yeah, like there's so many young wingers coming through. He's had to just get better. Who was that bloke who scored 7,000 tries in the Six Nations? You mean the interceptor, Jacob Stockdale. Yeah, so him and Ringrose in the centres should run right. It'd be Henshaw and Ringrose in the centre. So Stockdale has this special trick where he just reads people's mind and <laughs> pulls, the, pulls the ball out of the air before you passed it. Like, it's weird. The guy's a freak. <laughs> what about the Irish bench? Because I actually think Australia in the last two years or so have finally built a little bit of depth. And I reckon, you know, Checker calls them the finishers, the guys that will come on in the last 20. I actually think if he... Picks a balanced side, we could have a pretty dynamic bench coming on. Porrick is making a well-known hand signal at the thought of the word finishers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it seems pretentious. <laughs> what do you think about the bench? Will Ireland match it there? Well, I'm a bit worried about your bench because you've got some serious talent to spring off and people who can change a game. Like if if, if you start with TK, which you probably will, because as you said, Karevi actually doesn't know where he is. Do you think he will? And this is a question for you as well, but do you think, because he's had a very poor season for the Brumbies this year, and mm. I know Karevi's poor defensively at 13, but does, is he the incumbent? Do you think I, I, think, I think for me it's a no-brainer you pick Karevi. The bloke's a superstar. He yeah. just needs to work on his positioning in defence. He yeah. likes to tackle. It's just his positioning. I think with, and call me Eddie all you like, I think with six days, they're just going to pick the stock standard DHB Falau, uh, Tavita, Beal, Foley, Genia. I think the only flavour will be at a hooker because it has to, mm-hmm. um, and at number eight because we haven't had a ball running eight since Kefir retired. Um, and that's we a need long one. Time ago. Maybe Parlo, but he's a bit shit. Yeah. So you reckon that's the run on 15, Blake? I do. I, I don't love it, but I reckon it is um, because I just think six days. He's going to go back to how he ended last season. Well, I, what I'd be really interested to see is whether you guys get some of that young talent in. Like, so Henry Spate's obviously been found out as being completely useless, whereas you've got the likes of Jack Maddox, who is ripping it up. Oh, I reckon a Bankstar Maddox might snag a bench spot, that mm. 23 jersey, to mm. give him a couple of minutes. I, d- I don't know who, he, who he's going to favour there. I think Maddox has had the better season, but Banks has probably been more dynamic in the last two weeks. If he goes a 6 2 split. Do you reckon he goes skits, skits in because he's quite a versatile player? Maddox, that is, over Banks? Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I don't, I, look, I don't know. And 6 2 is possible because Kurtley's your backup. Yeah, I was going to say in DHP in an emergency. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you'd, Hodge will be in and around. I don't know if he should be, but he will. Is be. he going to get picked on the other wing? It'll be him or Corabetti, I imagine. That's got to be Corabetti. I mean, Hodge hasn't played wing all year. Yeah, and I, I don't think he's a finisher. Mm. And I think you need a bloke. No. At an international level, who just if there's half a chance they score. But Carabetti's lethal looking. Yeah, yeah, he's terrifying, man. He hits very hard in defence. He's just positional plays a bit shit house, and he can't kick. 
And that's the concern, is, is as the guys have already said, they're going to go to the air, they're going to go to the skies, they're going to test him out. Do you think that will change, alter whether they pick Corobetti? Yeah, maybe you end up picking the best round of the high ball, which is Falau DHB, and maybe Hodges defending at 10 because Foley's back there to kick the high ball, catch the high ball too. Mm. Controversial. What about if you put Falau on one wing, put DHB in the other wing, and actually pick a fullback at fullback? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's crazy. slow your roll. This is not what happens in Australia. <laughs> they don't actually defend in the right places either. Look, I don't know if you know, but Falau's contract's up and he wants to play fullback, so he'll be playing fullback. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he came out this week and said he doesn't know much about Ireland. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so he's probably been avoiding Ireland ever since the yes vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I do not like this country. They do not believe in the things I believe in. Izzy, Izzy, get off your Instagram, mate. <laughs> oh, look, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Well, where does this stack up for you guys relative to, say, the rugby championship? I think traditionally this window, the June little window, it's a, it's a bit shit because it breaks up the super rugby season. But growing up, it was always um, just a warm-up to give your debutants a run, try out some combinations, try out the squad. And, and we'd always play a weak Northern Hemisphere yeah. side or a average Pacific Islander side, um, win 3-0 and build some confidence to go into the rugby championship. I think in the last three, four years, certainly the last two, it's become up there with the rugby championship, especially because the South African time slots shit out. New Zealand destroy us. It's almost more exciting. You get three games in Australia in a good time slot that are competitive. Well, I think what's given it more kudos is the fact that it's become a series, hasn't it? You know, that three games. It can ebbs and flows in that in that time frame. So I think I think that's really added to it. I think for an Aussie fan, the the, the fear is that just there's no warm up. Their first game together is it's a bloody World Cup semi-final quality of rugby is what they're expected to play. I don't know. It's just the it's terrifying as an Aussie fan. It was the same against England last year. Two it years ago. Like two years ago. Who was last year? It was um, Scotland. 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 I was going to say, did Scotland not beat you last year? Yeah, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like you, boys. This is good. <laughs> Calm down, Richard. We'll go back after you again. Oh no. <laughs> so, what do you think? It's a, look, I just it's so many unknowns, but if you put me on the spot... I think they just have. We're good in Suncorp. Um, I reckon 2-1 to Australia, but I reckon we probably lose the first or second test. Okay, so we're sat at, at, at Allianz Stadium in that last game. We're we going... win the third game. Australia wins okay. the third game. Are you going home celebrating? I think that's the crux of it, or I don't know how to put up with you crying <laughs> on the way home. I don't know. If I... Oh, I don't know enough. I haven't watched enough of Ireland. When I look at their results, they deserve to be red-hot favourites. It's undeniable. And I think they've been, like you boys said, underdogs for too long. They actually deserve that yeah. position as the second best so, team in the world. But fuck it. it. Australia 2-1. Richard, what do you reckon? The neutral. <laughs> no, this is, look, I'm sat next to Blake. I'm not a neutral in this situation. Yeah? Okay? Um, You're still within arm's reach then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, um, it's got a, I actually really want Ireland to, to win. Not only because I want to see the, the development, I also want to see Blake suffer for a little bit, uh, which is always fun. Um, however, I do I do worry. It's not going to be a 3-0. It will be 2-1 to someone. Um, and just because they're at home, I think it might be a 2-1 Australia, which, yeah, pains, right. which pains me greatly. But yeah, that's 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 the way I think it'll go. Please prove me wrong, Ireland. Come on, Ireland. Please prove me wrong. Yeah, like Ireland are using this as a World Cup prep. You know, it's a 31-man squad. They're, they're training for those conditions. Yeah. 
It's a fair point. But you know what? It's going to be a cracking series either way. Let's just go to an island. Come on, let's put me in a better mood. <laughs> Come on, boys. You turned it round for me. So what, what do you boys think? 2-1, 3-0? I, like, I personally think it'll be a 3-0. I think I end up really well drilled. So I, I reckon it's going to be 2-1. I think we're going to put some new bodies out in the second test. I think we're going to win the first test. Um, but I think we are going to lose test two. And then we're going to come out and and storm the third one. Is there a, I don't know, after you boys watching the Super Rugby, you said you've been getting up and watching it, is there a worry that our boys will be, you know, ready and raring to go coming off the back of that and playing Kiwi sides? Aren't the Blues muck though? Yeah. How, how, answer this one for me. How does Tano Amaga still have a job? I think he's just... Because he spear tackled O'Driscoll that time, they just love him. He's national favorite, yeah. You got you guys are playing good stuff, but you know there's this thing that we do in the northern hemisphere in between attacking called defending. <laughs> Zing. But, yeah, I, I forgot what that looks like. I forgot what that looks like. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah. the the tactical kicking, the goal kicking, and the set piece is where you win this. And then once you've broken us there those tries out wide emerge and the backs are good enough to get it done. Mm. So I think we've just got to get Folau under the high ball, show up at scrum time, show up at line out time and show some dominance at the ruck and then we've got a game. If we let you boys take care of that forward stuff up front, it's just going to fall apart. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you guys can slow down the ball at the breakdown, prevent Ireland from running the game the way they want to, then your backs are liable to create something out of nothing. And that's, I think that's where you guys can win this. If you get parity up front and if you slow us down, then your backline are capable of cutting any team in the world apart on their day. I reckon it comes down to the first five box kicks or bombs. If we don't take every single one of those cleanly and turn one of them into a line break, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, that's why they kick into Corabati every time. <laughs> well, maybe they'd be close for that reason. Just quickly, um, well, I'd love to know your opinion. We've we've shut on him quite a few times, and he's come back into a little bit of form as uh, staunch Connacht fans. Are you excited by Carl Godwin's arrival? Like, I have no idea what to expect of him. So, like, I'm basing my opinion off you. You've been listening to our podcast for long. <laughs> so I I've been listening to you guys for a couple of years, and um, when the signing was announced, uh, Porik texted me and he was like, "Have you heard of this guy?" <laughs> I said, well, let me tell you. <laughs> Have you heard the phrase unfulfilled potential before? Well, that's it. You've hit the nail on the head. Mm. Um, I think, and that's why we went so hard at him, is because he was supposed to be the next Tim Horan, Jason Little, this barnstorming centre who could do it all. It's like that Star Wars line where Hugh McGregor is just screaming, you were the chosen one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, the coaches kept picking as if Anakin was. Um, I think I called him Bulbasaur on here, but now I think Anakin is even more fitting. Bulbasaur is excellent. Yeah, just not evolved. Yeah. <laughs> the last few weeks, though, he started to put it together. Um, he's very, very good defensively, and he's handy kicking it out of hand. So I reckon maybe the slightly less expansive, I don't know if that's a stereotype or an oversimplification, but the start, slightly less expansive Northern Hemisphere game may suit him. And, like, Andy Friend's going to bring... Cause I, I think it's funny. We actually don't even know how Connacht are going to play next year. Like, new head coach, couple of new players, like... If you've got Horowitz, Godwin, and Andy Friend coming in coaching them, is that familiarity going to help? Yeah, is what? Horowitz coaching? No, no, he's going as a player. Oh, he's a he's a bit shit. Yeah, he's not going to do anything majorly. <laughs> oh, Parry's face is fucking priceless. He thought they'd unearthed some sort of a hidden gem. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, they haven't. No. But handy but, bit like. Yeah. But Connell finished um, sixth last year, so is that somewhere that um, is 
with these extra signings, and as you said, you've got a new coach, you don't really know, but is that, with these extra signings, are you hoping to, to challenge the bigger boys, the Glasgow's and the Munsters? Can or? I just interject? If you're fucking recruiting Godwood and Hall, yeah, no, they're sorry. definitely not. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, he's just getting more and more sad looking. No, um, Connacht have this expectation to always kind of be placing in the, at least for knockouts. Let's not forget, they won the Pro 12 a couple of years back, and that went to their heads, and, and now they want to get back at the top team while playing with actual good teams. Still more silverware than Munster recently. Andy Friend's a, a step in the right direction. He's a quality coach. He's well regarded down here. I think people weren't stoked that he lost his job with the Australian Sevens. Quality coach. Excellent. I mean, that's like, he's she's making all the right noises. So he's there. He spends half of his time tweeting at Porrick. <laughs> well, don't tell him that Porrick's not a great fan of uh, Carl Godwin now because that might not go down so well. Watched him this weekend against the Sunwolves. Yeah, did okay. That's he got tough. turned easy for one of their tries. Hmm. Is he? Is there um, big money spent on him? Sorry, we're segueing again back to Carl Godwin. Sorry, but is there been big money spent on him? If you're playing out the West of Ireland, you're not on a big lump of money. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, to, to be honest with you guys, it's been uh, it's been great. Really enjoyed actually, and, and hopefully it's going to be a great series um, over the next few weeks. We thoroughly enjoyed this. It's yeah, been if they, um, if Australia win on the weekend, we'll we'll grab you next week and we'll have a bit of a catch up. File and when you can go fuck yourself. Seems fair. <laughs> to be fair, I'll, I'll, I'll be the one calling you then if, if I don't win. Yeah, we'll send you some. We'll send you some nice WhatsApp video clips of Irish people cheering. God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> no, it sounds good, boys. And like this is this is fantastic for us. We really appreciate you taking the time to chat to us and uh, gives us um, gives us something to give our listeners. You know, I'm sure we offended any and all of your listeners, but yeah. thanks for having us. And and then obviously, just make sure at the end of the series when you when you've won. Just try and amp up the boasting that you have uh, would be greatly appreciated. We don't do humble. <laughs> it's good to hear. All right, boys. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. No thanks worries. for having us. Enjoy thanks the series. For